Hi, this is Aiden. And this is Kale. And this is the Nobody Asked podcast. So basically, we're going to talk about shows and movies, even though nobody asked. And we're definitely not experts of any type, so just bear with us on our opinions. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so first we're going to be talking about um, the show Euphoria on HBO, um, whose lead is Zendaya, which is pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I honestly, uh, I love Zendaya, but I also love, oh, I, I'm forgetting her last name, Hunter, what is her last name? Schaefer! Schaefer, I was going to say that. I Hunter love Schaefer, love her too. Basically love everybody on this show. Yeah. So it's going to be pretty great. Yeah, uh, definitely the whole entire cast is definitely like amazing and brings so much talent to the show. So I'm really excited to talk about it. I really am too. And I'm glad that we're going to just dive in and talk about the things that we think about the show. Even though nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> These are all just opinions. They're just opinions. I'm, I don't know. Do you do anything with film or anything? No, yeah, I know nothing all. about film. <laughs> so. Yeah. I watched basically... like two critically like like film, really filming right. movies a year. And that's it. That's I it. don't even know if you can consider anything I watch critically. Like I, I watch a bunch of trash movies. Yeah. Like, Disney Channel original movies, yeah. usually up my alley, but this was pretty good. I'll and watch I, a CW original once in a while, oh yeah. you know, just you know, to just get them a little to like, bit of trash. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Hallmark movies, sometimes not good, but yeah. like, it makes you feel good. It's like junk food, it's like comforting, even though right. it's not good for you. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, basically t- today we're going to talk about um, the first uh, episode of Euphoria, and we're going to just kind of get into it. So, yeah. Yeah, so the episode begins with Rue in Leslie, her mom's, like, womb. And Mm -hmm. she's, like, she's about to be birthed. And basically, Rue has this whole entire monologue of how she was really comfortable in the womb. And she was having the time of her life. And then suddenly she was forced out against her will. And it's... I know it's supposed to be kind of serious, but I thought it was really funny. I thought it was really <laughs> cheesy, but yeah. also, like, that one line that she says, it was, like, the first battle I lost or whatever. Yeah, but not the like, last. But not the last. I was like, okay, girlfriend. Yeah. Um, but, you know. Very dramatic. It was very dramatic <laughs> to start off the show. And honestly, I'm going to be honest, the first time I watched it, I was like, really? Yeah. But then it, it's fine. It's fine. You'll yeah. If you haven't seen the show at all and are just listening to us talk for no reason, like you'll like it yeah I promise but this is like the cheesiest it gets to be honest there are a few like other cheesy moments but then you start to realize it's like because of her mania but mm-hmm. we really shouldn't talk about yeah that yeah <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna spoil, we're gonna spoil it but yeah so first episode starts off with her in the womb and then it basically goes to like you see her struggle as a young child yeah i'm not sure what age she was but she was like counting um on the ceiling tiles and everything Mm -hmm. she's like 11 yeah Yeah, she's like 11 and or like maybe younger maybe maybe even younger yeah because i remember it goes from that scene and then there's a different actress that plays her in middle school so i Mm -hmm. think she was different people yeah or maybe uh, yeah she's just like really young yeah so um yeah the first episode we see that she's obviously struggling with some obsessive behaviors and she then goes to the doctor and i i was actually listening to a different podcast about euphoria and they were talking about the diagnoses 
Mm-hmm. Is it diagnoses? I don't know. That she gets I, when she I goes to the that. doctor when she's so young. And she gets like four different ones. And I don't know. I kind of wanted to talk about that. Yeah. Because I, I'm, there's like two sides. There's like, yeah, overdiagnosing children is a problem. But also we have a mental health crisis in our country. So it's mm-hmm. like, how do we find that balance with that, I guess? Yeah. The way, the way I saw it, it was like, I don't think like maybe like recognizing that like Rue like had some things that she was dealing with uh-huh. and like the, I thought maybe a diagnosing that like I don't think that was the issue it seemed as if the issue was like they immediately put her on medication instead of like maybe like trying to help her in like other ways or giving right. her coping mechanisms because like it seems like Rue has no coping mechanisms outside of medication That's and then like true. later on like drugs right and there's a pretty strong correlation there if she as a child is becoming dependent on these medications i'm not saying if you're on antidepressants or anything that means you're dependent i'm on several antidepressants but Mm -hmm. it's like she learned from a young age this is how to cope she didn't i don't we didn't really see her go to therapy we didn't really Mm -hmm. see her um have any sort of coping mechanisms she just basically had panic attacks and then got medication yeah and it's like she wasn't getting a lot of I mean, like, I'm not sure they don't really show that much, like, her dad and their interactions, uh-huh. but, like, with her mom throughout, like, the series, like, later on, you can see that she's, like, there to, like, emotionally support her, but she's not really able to emotionally support her in right. the way that she needs. And it's, like, mm-hmm. it's for sure that I really feel like she needs something more than just her mother, and I feel like you can kind of imply that the mom thinks she can do it all, but really I think that Rue would have definitely benefited from having some sort of support system outside of her family. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it, she really doesn't have very many friends. And then when she does make friends, she's very codependent with them. So it's like, does she know how to have relationships with other people? Mm -hmm. It's kind of different. Yeah, I think she's definitely just like lacking a lot of emotional resources yeah. that w- would have been able to benefit her in the long run. Because exactly. like if she got those when she was like a kid, right. then like she would have been able to handle like a lot of these like panic attacks and like yeah. these like many episodes and like the stuff that she's dealing with a lot easier than she's now. But I wonder if we like when we're looking at the parents or anything maybe medication was their only option like mm-hmm. with their insurance or whatever not that that's way too deep into it like oh yeah. what is their insurance but like i, I know mean for they a do lot talk people, about insurance a lot actually yeah. in the show, like in and like, so later like on. i don't know i know with like when i was on state insurance they would pay for everything to a certain extent so mm-hmm. maybe they didn't pay for therapy so they yeah their only choice um was the drugs so maybe mm-hmm. i don't know i think that's something that can't really be answered but also like it's interesting to think about yeah i definitely think that like they definitely might have thought it was just their only option Mm -hmm. but also i think it also has to do a lot with what like they might have only thought it was their only option because like in like the early 2000s it's like it's not that like mental health in children was talked about a lot like it was kind of just beginning to be talked about but i think that like the first the first thing to go to is like oh it's just like this like medication thing instead of talking about like well what is the our home environment like right like what is like the family history of mental illness like what are things that like we can provide that are like outside of medicine yeah i think that's something that we definitely definitely taking into consideration like the ideas around mental health at this time is something definitely that it definitely contributed 
to a lot of the characters' struggles, like, mm-hmm. as we see throughout the show. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah. So then it also, it goes into, um, like, after, like, she's, like, younger, like, I'd say maybe, like, six or, like, around that age, it goes into, like, middle school stages. I think Uh she says from, like, eight to twelve. Yeah. Where she's, like, out of it. And she was, like, I don't remember much from eight to twelve. I was pretty much out of it because she's, like, highly medicated right now. And I think that's what they were trying to imply. Like, that she was, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, she, I'm sorry, but she, no, she was highly medicated. She said something like, the world moved fast and, like, I couldn't keep up or something like that. Yeah. And I I really liked, I kind of liked how they portrayed that, but it was, like, it was something hard for me to personally consider because I remember so much from middle school. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's kind of like, I don't know. It feels, it's interesting, just that dynamic. That yeah. Right I kind of, I kind of related to her at that point because, yeah. like, with middle school, like, I didn't remember a lot of middle school. Not, I wasn't, like, medicated or anything. I was just, like, just, like, personal stuff where it's kind of, like, everything's moving, like, super, right. super fast. And, like, I just didn't retain a lot of, like, what happened yeah. in middle school. So, like, I kind of related to her where things with like, the world is just moving too fast. And, like, I can't keep up. And I think that, like, everybody goes through that at one point. It's just not all in middle school. Yeah. Like, a lot of people feel that way about, like, high school, um, uh-huh. like, their childhood or, like, later right. on or whatever. So I thought that was very cool that they, like, yeah. they talked about that. It's kind of like dis- dissociation a little bit. I, I think, think it was. I think yeah. it was a combination of dissociation and then also the amount of medication she was on and just... Like all of it. Yeah. Just, yeah. And then I'm pretty sure that's around the time her dad started getting sick. So mm-hmm. it's like everything was happening. Yeah. Yeah. Rue is going through it. From she really birth. is. She really is going... She really did lose the first battle. And yeah. <laughs> she's going to lose more. Right. Yeah, she was right. Exactly. Um... And then, like, I remember this, like, scene right before they transition to, like, current time uh-huh. is when they're, like, at the dinner table. It's, like, baby Gia, her when she's, like, in middle school, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, I like, guess not baby Gia, but, like, young. And her parents, and then, like, Ru, they're, like, they're looking at Rue, and they're, like, Rue, what's wrong? And then in Zendaya's voice, which is uh-huh. obviously not the yeah. child actors, it's just, I'm fucking exhausted. I and love then, that part. Yeah. I was, it's such, like, a like a real transition from uh-huh. like her middle school to her now self or exactly. her, like, her teenage self where it's like she's not really different but mm-hmm. she's like already mature like showing through her yeah. voice and she's I, like i'm fucking exhausted exactly like, yeah. i think that's a really good point and it shows like yeah like you said the just how quickly things changed for her because she doesn't really remember a lot of that literally i think that's a really good point and i really love that mm-hmm. it was like a two second thing but it's like i really like that yeah so i think it's interesting and they do a lot of weird stuff like that. Like, not weird, but, like, just non-traditional film things yeah. that you don't see. There's, like, a... I can't remember the word for it, where it's, like, this isn't... Re- this is obviously isn't reality, but it's uh-huh. painted in that it's reality. Exactly. Like, what is it, like, magical realism? Or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, they have a lot of that in the show. Like, right. this is kind of a spoiler, but, like, later on with, like, the detective scenes. Right, and, the like, detective scenes. The dick, scene. the dick oh pic scenes, and it's, yeah. like... A lot of really cool magical realism. I don't even know if that's really magical I, realism, but... I think it could be considered magical realism, but I feel like yeah. all the English teachers will come for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to... I'm not sure if I want to get into that right, right now. <laughs> <laughs> but... No. We, I can do some research. We can do... Like, figure yeah. out... Like, there has to be a certain type. Like, it's just different it's a, than any other different show I've watched. It's a different storytelling, yeah. Yeah. The timeline doesn't... It makes sense, but it also is just... Wacky. It's like ninety percent of the episode, it'll be like normal, and then mm-hmm. it's wacky. So it's like I don't it's know. It's also 
well, Rue is the narrator throughout all uh-huh. of this. And she, like, and I don't know, I think it was in the party scene, like, which is a little later on in the episode. But she's like, I'm not always the most reliable narrator. And I right. think you can definitely see that through those, like, little moments of, like, false reality. Because right. it's like... Which is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting that she was, she is the narrator. Because it seems like a lot of these characters, because of her addiction, she doesn't really know that well. Mm-hmm. So it's like... We have we're trusting her as a narrator, but what what grounds do we have to trust mm-hmm. her that these things happen? Yeah, and everything just seems so out of the box. And it's yeah. like only it's almost like only the times when other people come in are when we can really trust her. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. know about that, but I also think I maybe wonder if it's like it's not that she doesn't know these characters; it's that she doesn't have a relationship with them. Right. But maybe I think like she knows them in the sense that like. Because I think Rue is definitely someone who does pay attention to her surroundings. Right. And, like, is aware of, like, what's going on. So I, yeah, I feel like, not in, like, a creepy way, but I feel like she's watching everyone. That also could <laughs> yeah. be true because it seems like she knows a lot more about these characters. Mm-hmm. Which, obviously, she's the narrator. She's going to know that. Yeah. That's the technique. But she knows a lot about these characters. And it's just interesting why they chose to have that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, okay. So after we have the whole entire, um, like, Rue backstory of her childhood, we have, like, the Euphoria logo. And it's got Beyonce's song, like, Hold yeah. Up, which shows that HBO has really got money right, right. now. And Like, if you listen to the soundtrack of yeah. that, money. They, they have money. They're able to get these exactly. copyrighted. Um, right. But, yeah, so it shows the current um, time. And Rue is in rehab, and they're in this line, like, uh-huh. lining up, walking towards this coffin, and looking into this mirror. It's, like, yeah. basically, like, this is you if you died. Right. And I feel like she's not taking it seriously at all, but I also can't be for sure on that. Right. I kind of got the vibes that she wasn't taking it seriously, mm-hmm. but I also felt like, it, since it is coming from her point of view, it was kind of, like, making fun of, like, mm-hmm. rehab centers, because... To be honest, the whole coffin thing seems kind of fake deep, but yeah. it's also like... very, we live in a society Right. It's yeah. like, I don't know how many people actually take that seriously when they go to rehab, but I don't know. So it's like, mm-hmm. I feel like she wasn't taking it seriously, and because of that, we're supposed to... Like, for people, there are some people that don't latch onto the narrators, but mm-hmm. I kind of do. Yeah. So we kind of take that same attitude about her experiences re- with rehab. So I think that definitely could be... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think it's I think it's definitely her not taking rehab seriously, and uh-huh. not her saying I don't take it seriously that I almost died because right. I don't think that's it. Right. I think like later on we can. She's not really even serious that she almost died, but she's almost serious. She takes it very seriously that she impacted her family and, and I, like people yes, around her for sure, which says a lot about her it. Really does. It says yeah. a lot about her character and like, but it also shows that she doesn't like. Honestly, it feels like. It's like she goes back to drugs as soon as she gets out of rehab. It seems like she doesn't really care much for her life until it impacts somebody else. Mm-hmm. It, Which later is not on, we'll healthy. see with Jules. We'll see how that works mm-hmm. with that. And it's like eventually, hopefully, as we go on, we'll find that she's able to find her sobriety somewhere else. But yeah. it seems like she's scared of Gia finding her. She's mm-hmm. scared of her mom finding her. So it's like yeah. it's just a lot. It's definitely, I think it kind of, like, reflects, like, the main struggle she has throughout the whole entire show Mm -hmm. is that 
she's always trying to get sober throughout the show. Right. I mean, it, at least until a couple episodes in, she's trying to get sober. She's, like, actively trying, but she's not doing it for herself. And that's, right. like, the struggle with the whole entire show. Like, mm-hmm. her dealing with, like, her own self-worth, like, around right. addiction. Um, but, yeah. So, like, we have that scene. And then we have, like, a little, like, they're, like, in, like, a prayer circle. And uh-huh. it's just very, uh, it's It's very, uh. Yeah. Um, it's awkward. <laughs> and, like, yeah. That's yeah. just something. Uh, and it, you can tell Rue is not into it at all. Mm-hmm. But, like, one thing that I really appreciated about that scene is kind of something Zendaya did as an actress is that we saw, like, the full range of emotions that Zendaya went through. Mm-hmm. So, like, not Zendaya, that Rue went through. So, like, she was in that prayer circle. She was visibly annoyed. Mm-hmm. But then when she had to be around people who were that were proud of her her face like you could tell she was a completely different person and it was like it really showed how well she is able to cover up how she really feels because obviously she did not take that program seriously that Mm -hmm. much but like we saw that that's what she was giving to other people yeah and we really see that in basically just the next scene when she's with with Gia or when she's in other places Mm -hmm. that she's able to put on a mask of some sort even when she is not feeling that yeah. way. Like, Rue is, like, sarcastic and, uh-huh. like... Yeah, she's, like, sarcastic and, like, can kind of feel an asshole at times. For but sure. she's not, like, a mean person. Like, she she's can see that... She's not anything. mean-spirited at all. And she can see that people do... Some people are taking this rehab thing really, really seriously. Yeah. Even though she's not. So she's at least gonna pretend. Right. And yeah. that's one thing I appreciate about her as a character is that she does pretend for the people that care mm-hmm. about her. Yeah. And I think that shows that... I think she relies on, like, the opinions of others a lot more. And she worries about how other people... Not in a way, like, a self-worth kind of way. But, mm-hmm. like, she wants people to not have to worry about her. So she yeah. puts on that facade. Mm-hmm. She kind of, like, wants, like, the pressure taken away from her. Yeah. Even though the pressure is really being put on by her. Right. But... For sure. But, yeah. I think that's... I think it's, like... It's an interesting thing about a character, but it's also really sweet, I think. Yeah. It's kind of nice that she's, like always thinking about other people and like mm-hmm. trying to make people comfortable or feel better but yes. yeah so we finished that scene where she's out of rehab i think they hand her like a little chip or a card yeah i think it's sure. a sobriety chip yeah um i'm not i think she's an na I think. Mm-hmm. it's so, like yeah. a, it's definitely a youth centered thing because yeah. it's like i don't know usually it just it just seemed very like they were treating them like kids yeah, and I was like, okay. I was like, mm, this is definitely like this a is a real problem. Like, yeah, <laughs> just because a kid has this problem doesn't mm-hmm. mean get any less. Honestly, it makes it even harder. Yeah, so, like, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, after that scene, um, when they're driving and everything, isn't this when we first see Jules? Um, oh, actually, I think she. Um, sorry, I think they. I think. Rue, like, meets meets back up with Gia uh-huh. and, like, Leslie, like, her mom first. Uh-huh. And, like, oh, okay, I yeah, kind of want to sure. talk about this scene because yes. I think Let's it's... Let's do it. Yeah. So, like, the, Gia is, like, running across the field mm-hmm. and, like, hugging Rue. And Rue's, like, being, like, this, like, cute older sister. Right. She's like, oh, my God, you grew, like, what the hell? And stuff right. like that. And it's it shows that, like, even, like, after, like, like Gia found her, like, overdose. Right. And, like, puke all over her. And that's, like, traumatic as shit. But, like, Gia and Rue, it seems like all, all are, like, almost ready to forget that. And they're, like, let's just go back to being sisters. Uh-huh. And they're trying to, like, 
immediately go back to relation that relationship. But then, like, you see, like, Leslie in the background. Right. And she's, like, a little, like, iffy. So, like, Leslie, like, is, I like, kind of holding a grudge right now. I think so. And I don't think it's in a way where she's trying to be intentionally malicious. But, like, she just, like, can't let this go. That, like, yo, like, my daughter just, like, fucking overdosed. Uh-huh. Which is, like, traumatic as a parent. Like, just for because sure. she's, like, an adult and older doesn't mean that's not traumatic for her. Yeah. So I just thought I I feel like they showed like a lot of the family dynamic in that where like Gia yeah. is just ready to ride for Rue and uh-huh. the mom is just like I'm gonna be there for my daughter but like yeah. I'm still mad at you. Right, and yeah. I think yeah, that's just I that's a really good point that you made, and I really feel like that scene is especially important for this episode, but also for the for a lot of the other episodes because it really does establish the the present time relationship that she has with both Gia and her mom because those proved pretty important as she gets questioned of whether or not she's staying sober or when she has to take care of Gia and things like that and it's just it's interesting that I I really appreciate the point that you made about Gia though I think Mm -hmm. that I really yeah uh, Gia's a very interesting character that I wish we knew more about I love her but it's like I love her too I also really love the actress, like Storm Reed. Uh-huh. She's like, she's like pretty young. She like just graduated. I think I just think she's gonna do some like really great things. She probably will. Yeah, I'm really excited for her, especially in season two because like I'm I'm a Gia stan. I love Gia. Yeah. I think she's great. Gia better show up. Yeah. <laughs> season two. I want some emotional feelings for her. Yeah, I need a Gia backstory. Um, there are so many characters that didn't get a backstory, mm-hmm. which you could probably do something on. Yeah. And I'm like, you should have gotten a backstory, but there's only so many episodes. You can't yeah. make everyone have a backstory. But I'm kind of glad they didn't, though, because I feel like it's going right. to make season two. Like, It'll make season two better, but like, what if they introduce a bunch of new characters that are like... Uh, I'm not ready to emotionally invest in that. Exactly. I mean, I will, but like, I will. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to. Yeah, I, like, I, I'll still be watching, but... Uh, I rather I want a Fez backstory and a Gia backstory. Yes. But yeah. Um. Okay. So after that, I think that's when. Yes. Is that when she sees Jules? Yeah. Because they're on the way home, and Jules is riding her bike. Mm -hmm. And that scene has a very like specific song that goes back behind it, Mm -hmm. and I've actually listened to it on Spotify. I'm gonna pull it up right now. Is it? It's a labyrinth one, right? It's a labyrinth one. Yeah. Yeah. And. I'm not, it's, the song itself, it, the tone that it creates is very just, it's kind of like a magical thing like we were mm-hmm. talking about. It's kind of like Pre- soft, It's too, very like, soft. Yeah. It's one of the least stressful songs on the, uh, in the show. I've listened mm-hmm. to all of the songs on their own because I'm just like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm going to listen to music without words yeah. for no reason. But, uh. That's a good vibe. It is a good vibe, especially when you're driving alone at night, door dashing, and you want to pretend you're a teen yeah. in a coming-of-age movie, which oh. is what I do often. So, um, New Girl. It's called mm-hmm. New Girl, so if you want to listen to it to know what we're talking about, yeah. or just watch the episode again. You really should listen to the whole soundtrack, because Labyrinth right. really goes off. Exactly. Um, but that song, it's very soft, it's very, it's just, it kind of paints the picture of Jules as something kind of magical, I guess, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if I'm putting the right words into it but it's like we know as the show goes on that Rue will heavily rely on Jules Mm -hmm. but it's like this opening scene we see her almost as if she's not just a person yeah and it's like she's something to be admired she's something Mm -hmm. and it's like 
But she's also just a person. Yeah. And, and the thing that, like, um, like, Rue says something, and, like, the way she said it really caught my eye. I think she says, like, um, oh, I had no intention of staying clean, and Jules was new to town. And, like, she, like, connects them as if they're, like... Right. Yeah, and it's, like, mm, like, it's not as if she's outright saying, like, yeah, Jules is about to be my new addiction, but, like, the way that she tied it together and Honestly, made it, like, one sentence, like, she kind of is. I never even thought about that before. Yeah. But, like, it's totally true, especially mm-hmm. as we go on. Jules does sort of become sort of a new addiction. Yeah. And that's something that she has to experience, she has to realize on her own terms. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, yeah. And the fact that, and it's actually really common, and, like, I was talking to my mom about this. She's never seen the show, mm-hmm. but she's, like, a school counselor, has a lot of psychology around it. And she talks about how especially in like middle school so this mm-hmm. is a little different because she's a middle school counselor but like middle schoolers will become addicted with each other and like yeah. it's something really common at their age and she has to deal with that because they are these either toxic fr- friendships or relationships and like I think it's pretty common for people to when they are trying to find something to ground themselves to and they've had a negative experience with something is to find a person mm-hmm. that they latch on to and unfortunately, Rude latched onto Jules a little yeah. too tight. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Yeah, definitely. And, like, even, like, throughout this episode... Like, you said something about how, like, Jewel, like Jules isn't even really seen, like, as a person yeah. in this scene. And I, like... I think that's, like, so true. But, like, also, like, not even in just this scene, but, like, throughout this whole entire episode, like, almost every interaction, like, maybe besides Kat... Like, right. she's not seen as, like, an actual person. Right. Like, to, like, skip a little bit ahead, like, the whole entire scene with, like, Cal, and then we have, like, Nate, uh-huh. and it's, like, no one is seeing her as, like, an individual person right now, right. and instead they're, like, seeing, like, this is something she, like, represents, or, like, this is, like, what I see here in my head. Uh-huh. And, like, Ruse isn't as, like, violently toxic and, like, mm-hmm. with, like, toxic masculinity as, like, Nate's and Cal right. is. But, like, it's still dangerous. Right. Because it's, like, yeah. And, like, it's, like, this whole entire episode, she's, like, that's why, like, even, like, the name of the song is, like, New Girl. And uh-huh. it's, like, not even really about, like, her. It's just, like, what she is. Exactly. Like, she's a new girl. And I don't know. I think, like, this episode of, like, how they introduced Jules is, like, really, like, how, like, everyone else saw her in her head. And, like, not really what Jules is, like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'm getting too deep into that. But, like, that's kind of I, I don't know. It. I just. And I would argue that throughout the show we don't really get to see i mean for for, to be fair we don't get to see a lot of characters for who they really are but like Mm -hmm. jules we rarely get to see her unless she's alone and not being narrated Mm -hmm. as a human being like she's not she's always put onto this higher pedestal in uh rue's eyes and i'm not saying she doesn't deserve to be seen as something like a good friend or whatever Mm -hmm. but it feels like a lot is put on her shoulders as a person because to be honest she kind of does represent an ideal in their eyes i mean they live in a fairly small town Mm -hmm. she represents something that a lot of these people are scared of in the such as nate and cal Mm -hmm. but that she also represents hope for other people like rue and maybe cat or whatever so it's like it's different it's interesting that she's rarely seen as like something someone with uh fears and worries and emotions and it's like Mm -hmm. why is she seen like that yeah that's definitely yeah i think they definitely introduced her in the first episode like that definitely and like 
later on, I think in the series, they definitely like push back against that and like try to do. establish her. Not even try, like they do establish her as they like do an individual. Very well. Yeah. But and I just like I think it's like very like interesting how they switched her the perceptions because I also mm-hmm. think it has to do with like like the narrator. Uh-huh. Like Rue's a narrator and that's how she first saw Jules and uh-huh. I don't know. I really... I'm not going to get too de- deep into it because I don't want to spoil anything, but I really like Jules' like, character. Me art too. And all that. I love Jules with all of my heart. Love that bitch. Yes. Love her fully. Right. Um. Okay. So, Rusi's Jules talks about how she has no intentions of staying clean. Mm-hmm. And then, I think... We cut to Fez saying, mm-hmm. like, I saw this new girl in town. I think you're going to be friends with her very sailor moon and shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Bruce had something it was like this was oddly spot on for fez because he's not usually like something like he's not rotating the same direction as yeah. planet earth and i thought that was so funny because like it's like right when like fez is like lighting like um like a joint and mm-hmm. i just love fez i think yeah, he's great <laughs> i love Fez so much yeah and then right. like they talk about um how it was like rehab how did it happen and then like rue jokes about saying oh i'm great now now that i found my like lord and savior jesus christ and mm-hmm. fez is like oh cool that's dope and rue is like bro i'm kidding and he's yeah. like oh okay <laughs> yeah right. and i actually think that's kind of sweet i think it's like kind of like he was like yeah i'm down for you and right then, it seems like he really supports her yeah at every step of the process especially when he doesn't support her mm-hmm. later on it's like yeah even if it's not something that like he's doing Uh right now he's like yeah i'm down for you like i'll support you and i just i love that about it i love him yeah yeah and she's like yo uh where's ashtray and he gets kind of pissed like a little Mm -hmm. bit he's like are you for real right now like you're still using and then she like goes again to like i'm not about to stay clean and you can kind of see that it upsets him but he also like doesn't stop her yeah which I think, I think is, is something he regrets later, but mm-hmm. it's also, like, something he still did. Yeah. I think that, like, Fez always lets Rue make her own choices, unless it's something that's, like, gonna put her, like, in immediate danger, like, right then. Right. And, like, I, you could argue that she's about to put herself in immediate danger right now, but, like, I think in, Fez, in Fez's eyes, like, she's not. Like, this yeah. is just her, like, she's gonna fuck up, she's gonna get high for a little bit. And then she'll be alright. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, that's kind of. Then we have just some funny ashtray scenes. Yeah. Where he's like talking about how he's got to pay off his mortgage uh-huh. and shit. And I love that guy. <laughs> he's so funny. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Rue gets the drugs, and whenever ashtray is explaining like a different type of drugs it like cuts to like jewels or rue imagining getting high with jewels mm-hmm. and i don't know if that's something that like happened in the yeah, future yeah that's what i was, was always wondering yeah. when i watched that yeah we don't i i really don't know if that's something that happened because we don't really see jewels like using a lot mm-hmm. until like i guess the end but it's like we don't really see her yeah she's definitely like, a passive like, she'll do it if someone else is doing it. Right. But she's not... She doesn't seem like someone to, like, actively search yeah. for drugs. And I don't think that's something they explored for, further. And maybe that's just something that stayed in the pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. And that's actually another example of, like... Uh, I guess... I don't know. I've, I read somewhere that, like, a lot of the choices made in the show that seem kind of out of the box are supposed to represent, like, 
the way you feel when you're on drugs. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know, maybe that's kind of what, I know exactly that's what that scene is for, but like, and considering other scenes, uh, maybe it's something like that too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I definitely thought that was like, interesting and I was like, is this now? Yeah. Are she imagining it? But right. it doesn't have to be super clear because, like, the message is that, like, she's thinking about, like, Jules. at least the possibility of Jules and, right. like, or it's the possibility of this new girl. And it's really interesting that she is already thinking they're going to have some sort of really close relationship and she's mm-hmm. never even spoken to her. Literally. And it's like, it's almost like, what did she base wanting to be friends with this girl on? Mm-hmm. Just yeah. because she looks Purely interesting. Off vibes. <laughs> Purely vibes. Yeah. She's like, I saw that bike. I saw the hair. I said, let's do it. I felt the energy. That I felt was the it. energy. Fez felt the energy. Right. Fez <laughs> said it was okay. Yeah. It looks like we're going to be together. But yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, don't do that, guys. Don't. No. Don't. Yeah. Don't make friendship just off lights. Do likes. not. <laughs> I mean, there have been times where I've been like, I'm going to try to be friends with this person, but I don't know. Yeah. Not often. Try to have conversations with people. Try to have usually. a conversation. Like, don't plan your friendship when you're trying to be friends with someone. Yeah. How about that? Because it's Just not like, healthy. Yeah. It's not healthy. Don't be like real. Yeah, don't be like real. Moral That's of the story. That's pretty much the moral of this entire story. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, she's like thinking about getting high with Jules. And then after that, when she, you know, finally like gets the drugs and is like, Fez is going to spot me. And Asher is like, what the fuck? Like, uh-huh. where's my money? But he lets it go. Right. And then we see Nate and McKay, uh-huh. like picking up stuff from Fez because uh-huh. they're about to have this huge fucking party at McKay's house. Right. And it's this little, it has this little monologue or not monologue, but it, like Rue's talking and she's like, I didn't really have an issue with Nate until the whole Jules thing, but like he did try to finger me on like the freshman yes, thing. that part. Yeah. And she was like, it was, she's like, she's like, I didn't hate him because like that's just America. And it's yeah. like, yeah, damn. Right. Like, you're right. That's, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, yeah. it's not like they're trying to normalize it, but they're just, like, kind of like, pointing out that... it's already normalized. Yeah. Like, like, we're not the ones who normalized it. And like, it, it's kind of like they're not normalizing it. They're making... They're saying exactly what it is. But yeah. other people are not going to say what it is. Mm-hmm. But are going to let it let it happen. Yeah. They're not... They, they're not sugarcoating it at all. Mm-hmm. They're not. Which, it kind of feels like Rue may be sugarcoating in her mind, but the way she says it to us, it's like, oh. Yeah. Wow. Like, definitely, like, a lot of Gen Z people mm-hmm. and, like... Like, especially Gen Z, like, girls and femmes in, like, high school are, like, uh-huh. yeah, no, she's right. Like, this is really normal and chill. Yeah. And, like, because it's not, it's not, like, not it's not normal, but, like, this is something that happens all a the time. Yeah. And, like, this is not something that people wouldn't expect. Yeah. And I thought it was, like, a, like, really different from, like, how shows usually perceive it. Yeah. And I, I kind of like it because I don't think they're taking away the seriousness of how fucked up Nate is. Yes. But they're just, like, this is way more common than you think, oh, which yeah. should make you more scared mm-hmm. and, like, more concerned. I but agree yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was really interesting how they talked about that. hmm So it cuts to, after they, like, pick up all their, like, drugs and stuff from Fez, it cuts to uh, Nate and McKay in the, in the car, and mm-hmm. they're driving, and they're talking about the party, and McKay's, like nervous because he's like i don't want to fuck up my mom's house also maddie's gonna be there your crazy fucking ex and nate's basically just like dude shut up like it's gonna be fine and then as they're driving they see jules on the side of the road biking Mm -hmm. and nate's like yo watch this and is such a fucking dick right drives her off the road cat calls her all of that stuff and like she falls off and like visibly like fucks up her thigh yeah 
and that's something we see later too mm-hmm. and it's that scene is like shit like yeah it's so unhinged right like bro he's like nate is so fucked up mm-hmm. as a human being and like that scene is like the first time we kind of see that mm-hmm. from him specifically and it's just so unnecessary it's so unnecessary and and he like laughs after and even mckay's like yo what the fuck and like right. mckay's like not the greatest person he's but like he's person. even like yo that was kind of fucked up like that was right. unnecessary right and yeah. it's like and like Jules doesn't even really react too much she's not she doesn't seem like emotionally distraught or anything she's just like ow like that yeah. hurt and then she gets back up and bites right. home and like that's kind of sad I'm like damn like the fact that she has to be used to mistreatment yeah, like that literally right and it's just not fucking cool yeah and like as uh Jules gets up and she's like walking back to her house mm-hmm. um we hear Rue talking about how she used to be from the city, but she moved to the suburbs um, after her parents divorced. And she's with her dad. And she says, we don't know what happened with her parents, but, like, dads almost never get custody or yeah. full custody, so we know it was serious. Yeah. So it definitely hints at, like, some issues with her mom. Definitely some very apparent foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. But it's also, like, it's a while before we realize what actually happened. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting how they kind of left that untalked about. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, yeah, that's just something. That's yeah. Amazing, and, like, even when they do get into it, they don't even, like, get into full into detail. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, maybe they're opening up for season two, but, like, I want to know more I about Jules' know. backstory. Yeah. 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 Because, like, they don't really get into it like that. Exactly. But, yeah. So we see Jules on the dating app. Yeah. And she's, like, she's, like, looking through, and she's, like, kind of, like, stops at some people, and then she, like, blocks a couple, and, uh-huh. like, and then she eventually gets to like dominant daddy which like right. which is cow but and it's like him not showing his face it's just his body yeah and then like a message is like hey like you're so beautiful like you want to meet up tonight or something like right. that and then she like kind of like smiles at it and then she like texts cat she's like hey i'm not gonna go to the party by the way yeah and yeah it kind of makes you wonder like why did she like pick like that one and then blocked all the other people that's I something mean, that i want to i've wondered about but mm-hmm. also like that situation she's been in where like she's like i'm canceling plans to like Mm -hmm. meet with this guy i'm not gonna say it's something i can relate to but it's something that's like i feel for how she is in that situation because it's like those apps are toxic as yeah anything like they're (laughs) they're awful yeah and i've spent my fair share of time on them and i hate them um but like that situation where you're like i guess i kind of know feel like i know some sort of what she's feeling when like there's a guy and he shows interest in you Mm -hmm. and like you don't have a lot of options where you live it's like well it's not love but it's as close as i'm gonna get for a while Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah and like i think like i don't remember exactly like i rewatched it a little bit ago but like i think she's like the one that she blocks are like the ones that are like just like dick pics yeah and like it was like overtly sexual and uh-huh. she was like block but then like i mean dominant daddy is like pretty like That's it, pretty you, can, you can tell he's just trying to like hook up and not have a really deep right. relationship but like at least he's like kind of has this like gentleman way right. of like his message so i mean maybe it's that and maybe it's like she likes that type of validation rather than like just guys trying to fuck yeah that's a really be. good point yeah yeah and i wonder if it's they don't really like 
because this scene's actually pretty short and I'm just talking about it like way longer than I need yeah. to. But, <laughs> but yeah, I wonder if it's that about her character. Yeah, that's just something interesting to think about. I don't know. Yeah. So she tells Kat she's not gonna go to the party. Uh-huh. And then we cut to Maddie talking about her like areolas. <laughs> and yeah. she's like criticizing herself. And she's with BB and Kat and Cassie. And I don't think Lexi's in that scene. I don't think but, so. She might yeah. be. She might be in the room. I don't think she's in I think she's lines. in the room, but she's she's often in scenes where it's like. Yeah, uh, she's like chilling with Cassie a lot. Yeah. And the thing, okay, BB. Oh my god. Vivi. She's so iconic, <laughs> but we never see her. She's just always I know so many Vivis. Right. Like, I mean I know a lot of the characters I feel like, but I like I feel like I know a lot of Vivis. Right. <laughs> she's just there. She's, she's gonna say what she thinks. She's so good. I love her. Yeah. I, I need more BB. I I like a BB backstory actually. And I'd I know I'm not saying I want a BB like backstory, but like I want something to happen with her in the yeah. second season. Just something interesting because i don't know if she contributes enough to the plot to mm-hmm. warrant that but i don't know i'm not a television writer i think she should give more to the plot in season two i think she should i think there's a lot of potential there. i think like rue should go to her for yeah. advice or something because i don't know she seems like she would give some pretty good advice she seems like a ride or die too she probably is yeah i mean she sticks with the friend group that she's got she does and i don't know if i would stick with them the whole time yeah <laughs> so after doing so after like Later in the episode, the things that she does to Cassie, I'm like, um, I would not be friends with you if you did that to me. Yeah. But like, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Maddie's just like criticizing herself in the mirror and all that. And like, BB and Kat are like, like, what the fuck are you talking about right now? Like, you're gorgeous. Like, and it shows that like, Nate and Maddie are recently broken up. And like, it's obvious that they've done this before. Right. But we can see that like, in this scene, like, Whenever they break up, like, Nate actually does affect her confidence because she's, like, I don't, I don't remember the exact line, but it's something like, oh, it's when someone criticizes you so much, it, like, gets your head or something yeah. like that. And, like, Maddie is, like, seen as this confident, like, baddie, basically, mm-hmm. like, the whole entire, like, show. And, like, I find it interesting, like, the first time, like, they introduce her, it's when she's, like, criticizing herself and being yeah. insecure. And, like, it definitely shows, like, aspects of, like, her toxic relationship yeah. with Nate. For sure. Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, BB and Kat are trying to hype her up. And Kat is trying to give advice on what she should do. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, you just got to fuck someone else and just get yeah. over it. And they kind of start clowning her. Because yes, they're, like, Kat, they what the fuck do you know about fucking? <laughs> like, right. you, you're not the expert here. And it's, right. yeah. And I feel kind of bad for Kat because she's like, I mean, she's kind of giving good advice. Like, it's not good advice, not but like good logical advice, but it's advice. advice. It's advice. It's like logical it's like advice that like a solution give. to the problem, even yeah. if it's not a long term solution. Yeah. And like, they're just like clowning her, and she's just like, whatever. Like, I don't care anymore. But like, you can kind of see it gets to her head that like. Well, it for sure gets to her mm-hmm. head because like of everything that happens that night. Yeah. It's like. Oh, girlfriend. Yeah. She's definitely getting shamed for, like, not being as sexually active as everybody right. else. Even though it's completely normal for right. a fucking 16-year-old. 16. Like, bro, it's... You don't need to be fucking everybody. Like, right. if you are, okay, as long as it's, like, consent and, like, you're good with it. But, but like, like... You're 16. She's 16. Yeah. It's okay. It's literally normal, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, and then, like, this, like, funny scene where, like, Maddie's dad walks in, and she's like, oh, my God, we're literally all naked. No one's naked. None yeah. of them are. She's just being a dick, but it's it's kind of funny. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah. So like Rue is, it cuts to Rue like biking home. She walks mm -hmm. in and her mom goes off immediately. Yeah. She's like, where the fuck have you been? Like, where are you? You're taking drugs. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm not taking drugs. Like, leave me alone. And she like kind of slams the door. And like, there's this whole argument going on. And her mom's like, I'm going to drug test you. And like, it cuts to like Rue, like kind of freaking out. Cause she's like, fuck, like I'm obviously not clean yeah. right now. And this is when she does that whole like monologue kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, this is how to pass a drug test. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, the three ways. The three ways. Yeah. yeah. And like right before that, it shows Gia's face where she's like really, really nervous. And I really felt for her. Yeah. Because like I've been in a house where like a sibling and a parent are arguing. It's really serious. And you're just like, fuck. Like, yeah. I don't like this. But I've also been in that situation. It's mm -hmm. like, it's not I want to step in, but also yeah. like. Especially for Gia and like for talking Gia, about yeah. drugs with Rue. But yeah, so it goes on into the three ways past drug text, which is first one is I think Nicane, which is like this vitamin that like clears out your system, mm -hmm. but it really fucks you up. You could pass out, die, all that. So she's like, no. Then you get synthetic drug, uh, synthetic, uh, synthetic pee. Yeah. But that costs money. Yeah. She doesn't have that. She doesn't have money. So the third one is you can get a drug free friend. Yeah. Q Lexi. Yes. And, yeah. That. Yeah, that scene when she goes, like, she goes to Lexi's house, and, like, it's honestly really awkward. Like, I feel like it's awkward for everyone involved. The mm -hmm. whole, like, it was very, like, it's very, it's a very transactional kind of thing. She's like, give me the pee, let's go. Like, I don't know, that whole scene is really awkward, but it's also, like, the first time we see that Lexi's really willing to do anything for mm -hmm. Rue. And I have my own theories about Lexi. But, like, I think there's definitely, she definitely feels some sort of, like, compassion for Rue in this situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even though I can, you, it's pretty obvious she doesn't agree with the choice that she Yeah, because she's like, are you serious? Like, like you she's just like, went to rehab. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She's, like, definitely visibly upset, uh -huh. but not enough to not do it. Yeah. And, like... It's, like, it's cool that, because, like, she really does care about Rue, and it shows, but it's also really unhealthy that, like, Rue is, like, right. making her do this. It's when very she's unhealthy. obviously uncomfortable and not She's obviously uncomfortable. She obviously doesn't agree with it, and she also just doesn't, like, it's like she really wants to save Rue, but saving Rue is what's really not saving her. Mm -hmm. Like It's, like, not possible. Her. Yeah, it's not possible. And, like, what, I think she knows, like, the right thing to do would be to say no mm -hmm. because it would get her the help she needs but also is rehab the help she needs yeah it clearly didn't necessarily resonate with her the first mm -hmm. time so it's just something that yeah. you have to think about and it's like she doesn't want to like lose her friend right i think subconsciously she like well i don't know because they don't go too deep into Le lexi but they do like have like moments where you really get to see like Lexi's perspective but like I think like so she's like doesn't want to lose Rue and she's scared that like if she like kind of stands up for herself or mm -hmm. if she says like no then like Rue's just gonna like stop talking to her because yeah. at, at times it's like Rue only talks to her when she needs something which uh -huh. is fucked up and like she yeah. tries to make up for it like later in the season but like most of their action mo like like you said it's like transactional yeah it's a very transactional relationship she has mm -hmm. with her which is why it's kind of sad to see how Lexi just keeps giving and giving to Rue. Mm -hmm. And Rue does not seem grateful for it at all. Yeah. In fact, there's a scene coming up later, not in this episode, that is that really shows that. And I'm like, 
yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's really explains how their relationship is. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. I really felt for Lexi in this scene. Yeah. And then we kind of have um, a little bit of glimpse into Lexi's family uh-huh. and like Lexi and Cassie, where yeah. her mom and Cassie are like eating dinner uh-huh. and Cassie's mom and Lexi's mom is kind of funny but kind of sad at the same yeah. time <laughs> she's, she's like she's a very sad character yeah she's visibly drunk right like not like drunk drunk but she's like she's tipsy mm-hmm. and she's like do you mean cute boys like new chapter in your life and Cassie's like mom like shut the fuck up please right and um yeah it kind of just shows this like awkward small talk that mm-hmm. they're having while they're waiting for Lexi to like get the pee yeah and I just thought it was like a little interesting glimpse into like it is and it's something that like you can definitely tell something's going on there mm-hmm. but you don't find out until later yeah so after we have that we cut to Rue like going back to her house and mm-hmm. like she snorts a line and then she's like mom I'm ready to pee and it's like bro you about to do a fake drug test right like she's bold like she's really bold, bold for that and a little fucked up not gonna lie but a little bit <laughs> But, I mean, she's going through it, so I'm going to give her a break. But she's, like, mom ready for a drug test. And then, like, she does, like, the whole entire fake pee thing. Because she's got got it tied to her her thigh to keep Uh her warm. And then, like, her mom, like, she's not going in on her. But she's, like, showing that, like, she's really disappointed. And she's, like, you know how much it impacts Gia. Like, she's the one who found you. She idolizes you. And, like, Rue is getting visibly emotional at this. And she's, like, stop. I don't want to talk about this. And then it goes into, like, a little monologue where she's like, I know most of you guys would probably hate me right now. Mm -hmm. And if I could be a different person, I promise I would. And then, like, that scene is, like, quoted a lot. But, like, I really like the part after where it's, like, not because I want it, but because they do. Yeah. And, like, definitely shows a lot about her character. Uh Uh-huh. And that's something that we talked about before. It's, like, she definitely lives for others. Mm -hmm. And she tries to get better for others and like that's that quote is perfect in showing exactly how her character views taking care of herself views getting sober things like that Mm -hmm. so yeah totally agree with that yeah definitely it's super sad but it's just a glimpse into her character like what type Mm -hmm. of person she is yeah for sure and then so it comes out as negative Uh because it's Lexi's pee and Lexi doesn't do drugs and um then she's like, her mom's like, okay, like, that's, this is fine. And then her mom, uh, she's like, sorry for slamming the door. And like, her mom's like, oh, it's cool. And then Rue is like, can I sleep over at Lexi's? And her mom is like, yeah, because like, she's not mad at her anymore. She knows she's right. not on drugs. They kind of like go back into like their normal relationship. And like, yeah, Rue is not going to Lexi's. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, where does it cut to after that? I think it goes into Jules. Scene. I think it does. Yeah. Yeah. So there's Jules scene, which is a whirlwind from start yeah. to finish. Very bad bitch energy in that one right. scene. Yeah. Well, yes. And the where scene she's getting where, ready, she, yeah. where she's getting ready. Yes. Um, love that for her. Mm-hmm. She is ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. She's set and ready. Mm-hmm. But like, it's also I don't know. I don't want to say it's depressing, but it's also like we know. Like, before you know, you know that what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not going to And we again. know... I'm pretty sure we see the person's age on the dating app. So, we know this is an older person. Mm-hmm. 
And we know that it's not necessarily the best situation for her to be in. Yeah. But it's like, at least she's feeling herself. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> at least she's. Yeah. At least she can do Literally. that kind of. I don't yeah. know. I remember like when I first watched it, I was like, I'm, I'm nervous. Like I know I'm nervous about this, uh-huh. but like. She, I don't know, she looks good. She's having fun. She's right. like seeming to enjoy herself. So good for her. Right. And then like the second time watching it, you're like, oh my god, no, uh, <laughs> this is gonna no. be really bad. Um. Yeah. But yeah, so like she gets ready. She's about to leave. Her dad is like, yo, where are you going? And then she's like, oh, I'm just going out to a party. To, or she says some party. And he's like, some party. Like. And she's like, Dad. And right. I'm like, how are you guys so chill with your parents like this? My parents what need to know fuck? when, where, how, yeah. what time I'll think about leaving, what time I'll be gone. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I appreciate this, like, really trusting relationship y'all have. But, like, but is also, this, is this, this the realistic? Best? Yeah. Because she's, like, 16, 17. It's like, Ur. Yeah. I don't know. And she's also, it's just not a good thing for her mm-hmm. in this situation. And I feel like. I don't know. I'm not saying she necessarily needed saving from this situation, but, Mm -hmm. like, maybe if he had been a little more... Yeah. I think the dad definitely does not have the full picture of, like, what Jules is doing. So it shows that she's probably obviously good at hiding, like, this part of, like... Which she's had to be. She's not hiding it from everyone else, but she's definitely hiding from her parents. Right. Which is understandable, (laughs) because I don't think parents... I don't think that's something you want your parents to know. Right. Um, But, yeah, they have, like, a super trusting relationship. Yeah. Clearly, because if she didn't have a trusting relationship, she would have come up with, like, a better lie. Yeah. Which is something you get this good at when you have This is the worst lie ever. She's some like, party. some party. I'm like, girl. She's not experienced in this, obviously, because right. I, I could have thought of three lies in three minutes. Three? Like, like yeah. Three. Like, oh, I'm going to the library with friends and then we're... No. Yeah. No. We'll be there at 5.30, so you can call me at 6 and I'll get ready. Like, like oh, my God. Right. But... Yeah, so Jules' dad is just like, okay, just, you know, a new town, be careful. And then, like, they hug, and it's like, love you. It's all cute. It's all nice. Very cute parent-daughter uh, relationship. And then it's not. Then it's not nice. cute. <laughs> then it's nice. not cute and nice because she goes to her. I mean, can we assume that this app is, like, Grindr? Like, I think, Grindr. yeah. I think it's that's It's Grindr, but, like, not. Yeah. Not trademarked. Yeah, because they'll get like, sued, but this is Grindr. They'll get sued. This yeah. is Grindr. She goes to her little Grindr hookup, and I'm like... Mm-hmm. It's it's, I feel for her pain in that. Like mm-hmm. I'm not saying she has to be in pain, but like. Wait, Loki. I think, I think something might happen before that. Oh wait, what? I think yeah, it I might. Think so. I think it might be like Nate and everybody pre-gaming. And okay. The slut shaming okay. Cassie thing. We can go back to that. Yeah. So yeah, they definitely are slut shaming her, and it's like. Yeah. It's showing pictures of all her nudes. It's such a. God, such a dude bro energy in the room. It makes me so mad because if you like actually like look at the pictures that they are, they're like missing you or mm-hmm. like love you, and it's, it's like clearly obviously it was to one person. It was clearly to one person. It was clear to the like, and from their viewpoints, it was clearly someone that she like loved and everything. And I'm not, and I'm not of the belief that you have to be in love with someone to mm-hmm. like have sex with them. But they clearly think that that's what women should do, and yeah. that's not the standard they hold themselves to. Mm-hmm. And it's like. These were clearly meant for one person. They were clearly, like, like taken with that one person's consent. Mm-hmm. And, like, spread without her knowing. With spread without her... There's... Like, she probably knows that they have them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we don't really know. But, like... It's just... Yeah. 
And it's like all of these guys are like trying to clown McKay for liking her. Right. And he's like, dude, she's cool. She likes cars. And then like everybody flames her. And it's like, why are you being... Why? Like, why are you mad that your friend is happy right now? Like, right. you haters. Right. Why are they mad about that? And why... I just don't... I don't want to say I don't understand straight men, but I don't understand straight men. Yeah. Because, so, like, valid. I don't understand why they're passing around these pictures like this. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. it just doesn't make sense like, to me. Like, Ruth talks about that a little bit. She's, like, I know everybody's judging, but and, like, maybe it was different in the 1800s, but, like, she says something like, nudes, nudes are, is the currency of yeah, love. Yeah, it's the currency yeah. of love. <laughs> yeah. And, and, like, yeah, that's not true, but it's true. Yeah. I mean, like, in most relationships, like, in, like, high school or teenagers, uh-huh. like, nudes are kind of expected. They're kind of normal because most teenagers can't really meet up on yeah. their own. Mm-hmm. It's like, they're never, they don't get to be alone yeah. because they... And, like, in the 60s and shit, they, people were taking fucking nude Polaroids. So, like, right. let's not act like this Let's is, not know. act like this is something... Your There's, grandparents did Yeah, a couple of... I guarantee grandparents have a fucking drawer of, right, like, this right. back in the day. Let's Which not act like, like it didn't happen. Yeah. But, but like, yeah. it's just... It, that's something that's... I know has happened at schools I've went to because my... One of my old schools, there was, like, a whole drop box of mm. people's nudes. And I think there might have been one at uh, the school we went to. But, like... There was a whole scandal about, like, a bunch of boys who collected all of them. Yeah. Pretending to be people they weren't. And it was, like... Yeah, there was, like, fucking Instagram pages, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That, like, they got deleted pretty quick because you can't post naked stuff yeah. on Instagram. But, like, I, still, the fact that it happened. Yeah, I didn't see the Instagram pages, but, like... It was bad. Yeah. So, it's just... Ugh. Mm-hmm. That scene, first of all, is one of the first examples of toxic masculinity in the show. Mm-hmm. Actually, well, there's... There's lots. That's, There's, it's, that's it's like a big one, one of many. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, Nate exists, and yeah. that's his entire personality. Yeah. Basically. But it's like, oh, I don't know. It's the first one with, like, a whole group. Uh huh. It's, it's a like, whole group. Yeah. Even McKay's little brothers his little are, brothers, like, conning oh it. And I'm like, first of all, what the fuck? Like, do not let your little brothers talk to you like this. Like, right. <laughs> and so. They're like freshmen, aren't they? They're freshmen. They're, They're definitely. I definitely think babies. these are the type of freshmen that are like trying to seem cool to all the senior dudes and like well, yeah, being I- extra misogynistic and like just to get clout. And it's like, oh, this is so embarrassing. I hated that they wore the same outfit though. Like I know that wasn't like it has nothing to do with their personality, but yeah. it's like. I don't know if they're going to get, like, more backstory, like, in the second season. But, like, this season, I definitely think they're there just for laughs and giggles and also, like, the fuck you. Like, like we, we don't like these we guys. We do not like you. <laughs> yeah. You are annoying. They're the kids who are, like, just always fucking there. Right. But. It's, like, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. They're definitely just there. They're not in every episode, but mm-hmm. the ones they are, it's, like, okay. There they are. Troy and Roy. Right. But, yeah. And then, like, so... Nate shows everyone, like, her quote-unquote slut page, which is basically, like, right. the Dropbox, Instagram, like, all right. of that, like, in the show version. And it's, like, shows, like, a video that of, like... Yes. It, he's, like, you, we don't even know if this is Cassie, but, like, I think it's assumed to be that it is her. Yeah. But, like, even if it is, this was obviously meant for one person, or she was or, pressured into yeah, it. Yeah, it was non-consensual. we not, get into, like, yeah. like further on. But, yeah. um... But yeah, for like for this episode, like if this is the only episode you're watching, you don't really know for sure. But like you'll know later on. Yeah. But basically, he like is feeling some type of way about this, and he's starting to like let all the guys' comments like get into his head. He's getting insecure, 
Yeah. And Nate is like, if I were you, I would just like fuck her and get rid of her. Right. And it's which God, is interesting fuck coming Nate. from Nate. So yeah, um, it's interesting that Nate is like trying to give advice about McKay and Cassie, considering yeah. he has the most fucked up relationship with Maddie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he really does, and it's like, I don't know, it's just their relationship, Cassie and McKay's that is, and then versus. Uh, the relationship uh, that Nate McKay, uh, Nate McKay, not their relationship. Yeah, uh, Nate those are pretty, that's pretty bad too, though. <laughs> that, that's, that one's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, there's a lot you can talk about that if mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Let's yeah. just end that point there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it goes on to McKay and Cassie, like, uh-huh. hooking up. And McKay's, like, sweet-talking her at first, and then they, like, start, like, making out, undressing, Uh and then it gets violent. It gets violent, and he, he like, yeah, he chokes her, and she's, like, what, like, stop, like, what, like, stop. And it, like, pauses, and it's, like, Rue, like, narrating, like, don't worry, this doesn't end in the rape scene, which is very comforting, because it definitely looked like it was going to end in that. Definitely looked like that. Um... But yeah, and then she says, like, I know this might seem, like, weird, but, like, considering the type of environment that, like, people are exposed to in porn, and, like, then it shows, like, a whole entire, like, Pornhub, like, clip. Yeah. And it's, like, it's, this is, this is, like, a show you should definitely not watch with your parents. Because, like, my parent was, my mom was in, like, the other room, and I had to, like, lower it really, really quickly, because I was kind of nervous she was going to hear that. But. Uh, Yeah. And, like, that's another thing that like, we were kind of talking about with, like, the fingering at the dance thing. Mm-hmm. It's, like, she isn't necessarily normalizing these behaviors because they're already normalized. Yeah. She's kind of, like, she's just saying, okay, this is what he's seeing on Pornhub. Mm-hmm. He really doesn't know much else different, but that doesn't make it okay. Yeah. And, like, I think that's something really important to consider uh, in this situation but it also doesn't end well. Mm-hmm. It's not like... Like, it ends well. Like, it's not... Ends in, it doesn't end in something tragic, but it... It's just it's, not There's healthy. definitely not a good, strong, like, communication between either mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. And, like, they do, like, pause to have, like, a conversation about consent, kind of, where, like, Cassie is like, don't do that unless you ask me or unless I ask you. Right. And, it's, and then he's like, okay, yeah, like, sorry, that makes sense. And, like, I mean, I don't know if he's really getting it, but, like, he definitely, like, feels awkward at that right. point where he's, like, oh, she doesn't like this. Like, I just listen to, like, all these guys' stereotypes about her uh-huh. and these perceptions, and, like, I made it seem like something that it's not. Mm-hmm. And he feels awkward, as he should, and he should feel bad. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, they're still not having, like, a really deep conversation about, yeah. like, th- their relationship and, like... Yeah. Like... Because he still has these, like, perceptions of her, even if she's saying, like, hey, just ask me. Yeah. And, like, I don't... It's just messy. They're messy. They're... But... Who isn't messy in this Yeah, show? yeah. Who isn't messy? They're, like, Maybe a... Maybe Jules' dad. Maybe yeah, that's he's... It. That's it. That's, like... We don't even know him like that. We don't even know so... him. So he could be... I mean, he's probably very messy. Yeah. But it's, like, we don't see it. I mean, Ashtray is messy, but, like, he's probably he's the most stable. Together. Yeah. He's got it together. <laughs> he's the most like stable put together he's got character. a mortgage he's got a mortgage but he can't fuck up he's yeah. like he's got too much stuff um but yeah 
So like it it cuts to Maddie, Cat, and BB in the car driving, and mm-hmm. I think this is from before because it seems like they're driving to the party. Yes. And they see Rue. They're like, "What the fuck is that, Rue? Because she's biking, mm-hmm. or no, she's not biking because she she's doesn't walking. bike and drink. She doesn't bike and drink. She doesn't do that. <laughs> she's walking, and they're like, "Oh my god, I thought she died." And yeah. BB says, "Oh, I oh my god, I hate ghosts." And it, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about it's that so line, but that's so. Funny. <laughs> she's always there with those one-liners. God. She really does it for me. BB is so good. Yeah. And then Cat is like, "Hey, Casper, do you want to ride?" And then Rue is like, why thank you? And I'm like, just Rue, such a nerd reply. She's such a nerd. Yeah. But like, you can, like, even in the way she dresses, I'm like, girl, mm-hmm. you're really going to pop out with those athletic shorts and the oversized hoodie yeah. again? It's like, you know what, girl? Do you? Sometimes she looks good with, like, you know, she's got those little, like, button-ups and, like, sometimes yeah. the style is good, but then sometimes it's like, all right, come on. Yeah. I think you're going through it right Which, now. Which, like, <laughs> we know she's going through it. Yeah. When we get to that at the end, like, why she wears that jacket all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Yeah. But, like... Oh, heart-wrencher. That literally, I was like... I was judging her high-key the whole yeah. time for wearing this jacket. And like then the, to find out... Literally, of a spoiler, but it's like that one Jules line where it's like, you dress like Seth Rogen, even though it's cute sometimes, but, like, it breaks my heart. She said something like that. Yeah. And it's she like... Did, it, I think it was exactly that. Yeah. And... I don't know. Um... Yeah, sorry, we got into Rue's fashion choice, yeah, which is which like... Is honestly, <laughs> something we should talk about is everyone's fashion choice. Because I, it, because it like, a lot. from Kat to Jules to, like, Rue... Mm-hmm. Kat up, especially. But, like, Maddie's fashion choices, though. Goddess. Always making something. She... she I know I'm dressed like a dress. hooker right now, and nobody <laughs> likes me. I'm so mad, because that outfit was so cute. It was. I wish I, I would wear that, that to a carnival. Yeah, I And wish everybody I would appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> everybody would appreciate it. Yeah. Except I... The only thing I was worried about, I was like, I would be freezing in that outfit. Yeah, because, like, like, it's, like, what? It, it was, like, September. October, September. October. I was like, girl, you're doing it. Maybe they're, maybe in, like, a higher climate. They could or... be. Okay, Do yeah, you know where they are? I want to say Florida. I think we'll there was there was something in the beginning where Ashtray was talking about, oh, this is going crazy in Tampa. Or, like, the drug, like a drug he was selling. That's probably And I was true, like, though. this seems also, a lot of the, like, child pornography laws they talk about. Yeah kind of seem conservative and like yeah florida's kind of conservative sorry we're getting way into like yeah. niche topics right now right um we will have an episode maybe that's more niche topics yeah but we need to get into this episode <laughs> okay so like meg the stallion is playing which i think is pretty fitting of course they, they know yes. they're megan the, um, i just cannot believe the soundtrack on this show yeah. like this is just one more example hbo has got money they are rolling in it Mm-hmm. And they knew they were going to make money from the show, too. Love that. Like, they could sell a Dollar Tree eyeshadow that said Euphoria on it. And I'd I buy, buy it. it. I'd yeah. buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd buy that Dollar Tree eyeshadow. I would have, like, pre-ordered it, like, way before. And I'm like, right. get I, can I do eyeshadow? No. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd be buying it. I will try. I will try it for uh, the look. But, yeah. So, like, after this, like, cute, fun scene of where they're, like, singing along to Megan and they're driving, it, like, jumps it, like, there's Rue in the back just chilling, and she looks at the motel, and then it switches yes. to the motel scene, which I thought, like, that's just cool storytelling, That's I just think. beautiful. Yeah. That's just, like, such a clean transition. And, and it's also, and I think there's a line she says at some point that it's just like, oh. Yeah. It's, I like, can... we're, like, Jules, Jules, like, biked up to that point, uh-huh. like, right after she looked at him. And it's, like, this little Rue monologue where she's talking about, like, 
I forgot something what she said, but like Rue is like she would have been better off if she, if she just went to McKay's. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You would have been. Uh, every everyone would have been better off. Um, I mean, well, I think would have been better off probably staying home. Yeah. Like, I mean, that party wasn't that bad, but like. Jules definitely would have been. Jules would have been better. Maybe Rue. I mean, maybe if Jules had not gone by herself, she would have been better. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. She's, I mean, she still would have had a fucked up night going to the party. Yeah. But it's just, she's going to have a fucked up town experience because of this. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And, and okay, it's now not we're even to mention, like, yeah. the, like, psychological ramifications that that has. Yeah. Because she's 16, 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely expected her to, like, be more fucked up from this. Yeah. And, like, I think she is, but they're just not really getting she, into it yet. I'm for sure she is just based on because like, it's traumatizing it's traumatizing and like even though she did consent she didn't like mm-hmm. i don't know it was definitely it's, statutory yeah for one. but also like her face like you can just see the pain that she's mm-hmm. like in it's like she was like down for it at first and then, and then like, like she was like i don't i don't want to do this anymore right. and like but she didn't feel comfortable enough to say it right but yeah so like it's definitely not consensual at all yeah but like okay now let's actually talk about the scene <laughs> because yes. um so it's like Jules she texts him uh Callum's like I'm nervous like promise you're not a serial killer and he's like haha promise and at that point I was like he's a serial killer I was right. like yeah I was like Jules is gonna die <laughs> yeah Jules is gonna die this is I already got attached to her I'm already sad but rest in peace and right, <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but she doesn't she doesn't Spoiler. die yeah um so she walks in and it's like She's sitting down on the bed, and he's standing up, and it's it doesn't show his face, so it kind of shows like a fire dynamic already. Yeah. Like, the oh, way they're yeah. placed. Mm-hmm. And, like, he offers her a drink, and she's about to grab it, and he's like, oh, how old are you? And I was like, you're about to fuck with someone who you think is under 21. Already a red sign, but it's fine. Ooh, but it's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's not fine, but... <laughs> it's, it's not fine, but yeah. we're going to keep... We're going to keep watching. We're going to keep watching. Right. And she's like, uh, I'm 22. And she also says, Jules, maybe Jules is a really bad liar. So Jules like, this is, is such a bad liar. <laughs> I was like, this is not believable. And I don't I, believe I it. I don't think, I don't think he does. First of all, I would not believe Jules was 22. Yeah. I would believe she, well, I mean, I guess Hunter Schaefer is probably. She like, was like 19, I think, in this. Okay, well then. Which see, I find really weird. I'm like, damn, you're a really good actor for like a 19 year old. Right. Like, but like, I don't think she, like, the, especially the way they presented her. Like, mm-hmm does not seem 22 yeah and she's like looking up almost childlike and like she rode a damn bike to this yeah i'm like really like you're not cal's not stupid cal's actually pretty fucking smart and i he definitely knows she's not 22 Uh, i don't think he i don't think he thinks that like she's a minor because he obviously is shocked when like spoiler but like she's he's shocked when she figured when he figures out but like i don't if he does believe her, I think he's really dumb to believe her. Because she yeah. is not a good liar. She's not scene. a good liar. Maybe that's on purpose. Yeah. Like, but bless like, her heart, but not uh, good at all. Not at all. Yeah. I and mean, she's not a good liar with her dad. She's not a good liar with him. She's just not. She Maybe she's just too that. sweet to lie. Maybe she You know she what? Is. That's fine. That's okay. Good for you. Not all of us can be deceitful. Yeah. Not all of us can. Good for you, Jules. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, he says like what are you doing in town he's like oh i'm just visiting my grandparents and again lies pretty bad but we're just gonna skip over that but um she says something like really weird that's like just like he's like do you always look like this and she's like uh what do you mean and he's like do you like 
look like this all the time like and he's talking about like the way that she dresses and uh-huh. stuff and like i also think he's like implying like because she's trans i think it is and it's like, like i just the way he said it, it made me really uncomfortable because it's almost as if he didn't expect her to like be super feminine and it's right. like she's a woman though like she's a right. girl and i think that's a lot about cal yeah like, it really does and like her. we definitely see that later too when he's like he says to this one girl that he's hooking up with like in the videos we see later mm-hmm. like and she's like oh i'm all woman or something like that yeah he's like it's like he definitely i don't know i don't yeah. know if fetishizing is the right word for this situation mm-hmm. but it feels i think like it is it. Yeah. it feels like it I think, like, I think he fetishizes everybody he's with. Yeah. Except, like, Because, like, his he wife. was also with, like, a bunch of twinks. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, there's that. Yeah. He's definitely fetishizing her. And she's, like, a little uncomfortable. Because she's like, yeah, I always dress like this. Yeah. Um, but like, then... Okay. Oh, go ahead. Then he, like, doesn't he, like, put his finger in her mouth? Yeah. And it's, like, very, weird. like... It's, like, that one It's not meme. a casual, like, transition either. <laughs> right. It's, like, that one meme... I can't even remember the original one, but where they, like, hold on to something, like, really, really tight. Yeah. Like, I saw one yesterday that was, like, a Chipotle bowl. Yeah. And it was like, why are you holding on so tight? It's not going to fly away. It with this grip. Yeah. It's literally like that, and I'm like, this was unexpected. Yeah. Like, he put her whole, his whole thumb in her mouth. Yeah, and it's and like I this, said, it's, you figure out later that that's, like, his thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just gross. It's gross. Very but gross. um, he has this, also, this weird, like, generation talk where he's, like, I like envy your generation. You guys can yes. do whatever you want. And he's like, you're gonna, you're probably gonna end up in like two places. You're either gonna go somewhere else and like live your best life, or you're gonna stay here and like live out your like life in motel rooms, yes. which is what he's doing. And then he's like, I hope it's the second one for like my benefit. And yes. I'm like, you're weird. You're okay, weird. <laughs> but like I think that that line is really important because mm-hmm. we know that like okay, going back a little bit. Jules deleted all the pictures that were overtly sexual. Mm -hmm. So when he says something that is like the bar on the floor romantic, it's kind of like she's like, well, now I'm kind of okay with this situation. Yeah, because she almost seems to be a little bit more comfortable after. Yeah. But like, obviously she's not comfortable with it. But like, I think him saying that, first of all, hella manipulative. Mm. He says that, because like, how are you going to say that and then never reach out again? Mm -hmm. But like, also... He knew what he was doing. Yeah. He knew exactly what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And it definitely made Jules feel some type mm-hmm. of way. And, like, I also think that, like, he's saying it to manipulate her, but he's also, like, almost relieving himself a little bit. Because I think that, like, I mean, like, I think Cal does, in some way, part of him wishes that, like, he'd be able to, like, express himself more freely yeah. and not have to live in motel rooms. But also, I mean, it's his choice because he's doing it in, like, a right. abusive manner. But, like, also, I, I do think he is envious of, like, the, the generation, like, I after would agree him. with that. And, like, I do think that, like, he genuinely feels like he has mm-hmm. to live like this. Even though he doesn't. He, he doesn't. doesn't have to, he definitely doesn't have to abuse people while he's doing it. He doesn't have to abuse people. It. He doesn't have to cheat on his wife. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to have this domineering relationship with his son. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't have to do any of the things yeah. he does. Him and, it's just so interesting that, like, him and Nate are like going through the same issues in different ways and it's just yeah. god really father like son but yeah. that's like a little ahead <laughs> yeah little un- yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, i would agree with that but i definitely think like i don't know it's just i feel like he's just not a good person he's not a good person Ugh. he's not 
I've said this before on my Twitter, but it's like that's one of my favorite parts about Euphoria, is that you know these people are not good people, mm-hmm. and there's it's not like he has some kind of redeeming quality. Yeah, like he, it's not necessarily. You can be like empathetic towards them, but right. not sympathetic. But like, like you know exactly. what they're going through, that's but you don't feel thing. bad. Mm-hmm. And it's I feel like, that a lot for. Well, I don't feel a lot for Cal, but later on, I do kind of feel it for Nate, where mm-hmm. it's like, I'm empathetic for you, like, I understand why you're doing these things. Well, not understand, but, like, I understand what you're feeling, mm-hmm. but, like, I don't feel bad for you. Right. Because it's still your choice at the end of the day. Exactly. And I think I think they do it so well with, like, their antagonist in that show, mm-hmm. and, like, because it's like, you still hate them. Right. But you understand what, why they're doing the things they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so, like, it shifts to, like, him putting on a condom, and, like, this dude's dick is out. And yeah, like, it's all the way out. And it's like, this is some real, this is how you know it's a real HBO show. Yeah. <laughs> it's out there. This is not CW. This is not like, is, I don't know, what is it, Freeform or whatever? This yeah. is like HBO, dicks are out. Right. Um, so they're putting it on. Jules is kind of standing there awkwardly. It's just kind of like waiting. And I think, it's like she's like waiting for this to be over, which is like, oh my God, baby. Exa- I feel that so was bad. exactly how I, the vibes I got from her. Yeah. And it like, then it like shows like just like really uncomfortable aggressive sex. Yeah. And that's exactly he, how like, I describe it. He like just like doesn't look at her, pins her, like makes her. S- it, it's just really really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And like there's this mo- like Rue is speaking in the background where she's talking about when Jules was five, she used to go to the bathroom and would pray to God that she would be like 25 and living with her best friend who would mm-hmm. be a girl. And then she talks about how like Rue started crying whenever she heard that story. And then Jules was like, why are you crying? Like, and like the, while Rue is saying all that story, it uh-huh. like shows like Jules like dissociating basically. Yeah. She's like, okay. Ugh, I, okay. That's really interesting because like, I don't know. That story that like Jules has is something that we see later. And it's like, it's just really sad mm-hmm. to think about. Yeah. Like, Cause that's clearly something that she wants. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know if we can say, like, why she's repressing it. Mm-hmm. But it could be because she is a trans woman and she wants to fit the stereotype of what she thinks womanhood has to be. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I wish that... I I wish that she didn't have to go through that. Yeah. Because not only was she not, uncom- not comfortable with that situation, mm-hmm. but she was visibly uncomfortable with that yeah. situation. And like, he just really kept strong. going. Yeah, he wasn't paying attention to her, like, at all. It was very, once again, transactional. I know that's, mm-hmm. like, the word of the day. But it's, like, it was yeah. for him. And it was, like, especially, like, even when it was over, he was, like, okay. Like, I don't He goes and takes a shower. Right. And, like, she's still, like, there. Like, what the fuck? Like. What just happened? Yeah. And, yeah, she's, like, she's definitely trying. This is, like, the beginning we see with Jules and her relationship with shitty men. And it's definitely, like, she's trying to get some type of validation mm-hmm. from them. But the thing is that, like, it's not healthy at all. It's not... I don't... And I don't really think... I don't even really think it's giving her the validation she's looking for. But, like, she's still going after it. And I think... This is, like, the beginning of, like, the conflict with Jules, like, the, the whole entire show. Mm-hmm. I think, like, her kind of trying to find validation in a way. Right. And, um... And, yeah. And it's just... God, I feel for her so much when she's yeah. like dissociating Me and too. like, um, I just like, mm, I'm gonna hug her. Yeah, Jules. Yeah, it's a really sad scene. And then it, 
So it ends, he's in the shower, and she like checks the time on his phone, and we see a wedding ring, and we see a family picture, and it's like, God, we cannot hate this guy even more. Right. But like, that was like the cherry on top. It's like, it was, fuck this Well, dude. it's like, not even just the cherry on top, because later we find out why that, yeah. even more important. <laughs> but it's like, good. Mm-hmm. And then like, right over that scene where it's like, oh, she decides to stitch uh, her hookup and go to the McKay's party and then like Rue says and then the night got weird and I'm like bitch that the night was has been weird. I was like that wasn't weird like and okay. that's one thing that I don't really understand because I'm not sure like I, if it got much weirder I think I think, I think they're buying it down. for like the end scene that's like yeah, that's what that it's weird scene. yeah and I'm like that makes sense but like if you talk about everything else I was like I don't know this seems pretty this tame has been a compared big to everything night. else yeah this has been a big night. A lot of shit happened at McKay's. Right. A lot of uh, shit happened in McKay's. A lot of shit happened at Rue's house. Like, a lot tell. has happened. Yeah. yeah. Busy night in this small town. Right. Um, but, Which, yeah. Which, you know, it really always is. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we have this scene where Rue, um, like, Rue's taking drugs, and it, there's this really cool spinning hallway scene. Uh-huh. Where, oh, like, yeah. yeah, she's, like, walking. And this, like... I don't really know if this is cinematography because I know a lot of film people get mad when you say like this is cinematography but it's not but I think this is cinematography yeah like this scene is really cool anyways mm-hmm. and it's like the whole entire room is spinning and there's this cool Afrobeat song in the back mm-hmm. and I just I thought this scene was like so cool it to was. watch it really was and it's like the thing is like they didn't even have to do this like they did not HBO <laughs> just like wanted they to really flex. said we're gonna do the most yeah we're gonna do all kinds of scenes like this mm-hmm. get ready and I love that because I love that scene them. was so dope. Yes. But yeah. So then she, um, she was like, she's talking about how like Nate and Maddie are fucking on mm, And yes. Nate's making out with this like random girl. Uh, Maddie's like making out, like getting it on with Tyler. And they're both like looking at each other and trying to get each other mad. Right. Which is like so weird. It's so toxic. <laughs> I'm like, can I y'all? hate their relationship I, so much. Can y'all I just talk? Yeah. Can y'all like? Let's they can't. They can't. They can't. At least Nate can't. Like. And like Maddie just denies everything mm-hmm. and like will take him back. And I'm like. Yeah, Ooh. it's so. Uh, I don't know. She Nate's, doesn't even. Nate see. and Maddie's relationship is like I really feel for Maddie, and like. Like, Maddie pisses me off sometimes the way she treats her friend, but, like, uh, oh, yeah. when I do feel for her, it's with, it's her relationship with Nate. Because, yeah. like, I've seen people in that type of relationship, and I've seen, like, that type of, like, abuse where, like, to everyone else, it's like, oh, my God, just leave him. But, like, it's different, like, in their mm-hmm. head. And, like, I feel for her a lot. Um, but, yeah. So, then, like, Ty- Maddie is, like, to Tyler, let's get in the pool, like, take your clothes off. And he's yeah. like, uh, okay. Uh, which... <laughs> That whole scene, I'm like, this feels really wrong because yeah. she is a minor. And yeah. There's all these people taking videos of her. Mm-hmm. And like, he doesn't know he's a minor, but like, I feel like he kind of because like this is like a mostly high this school is a party. High school party. Like, I know McKay's McKay like is starting a, in college, but he's a freshman. He's a freshman. He's he's so like that means a soup like kind of a senior. So that means if he's friends with McKay, he knows that these other people are going to be high schoolers. Yeah. For the most part. And it's like. I don't know. I could. It's possible that he didn't know, and like he probably didn't. But like, it's still just you should have figured it out. You should have asked. Asked. You should have asked. Should've been like, hey, how old are you? Mm-hmm. Before I get into this pool, everyone reports you. Yeah. Or you should have not just not gone into the Maybe pool. Maybe you shouldn't have gone in the pool because she. That's 
insane. Yeah. I mean... That's... And she obviously said, I'm just trying to get back at my ex. I was like, that should have been a warning that this that is not... should have been warning one. A warning one. And there were several others, but... There were... One. That was probably warning 12 at that point. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, um... Sorry, where are we? Yeah, okay. So, like... Nate is Nate sees what's going on, mm-hmm. and he's like, actually, I don't think we're there yet. I actually think it jumps to Jules like texting Cat that like I'm she's yeah. on her way, and then it goes to like Cat didn't know Cat didn't answer because she was getting high basically, yeah. and she's with fucking Roy and Troy, and then there's some other random. I think his name is Wes. I hate him. I hate him. But um, yeah. Okay. But, um, yeah, they're talking, they're getting high, and they're talking about sluts versus prudes. Yeah. And it's so... Disgusting. God, it's so... The whole conversation, I'm like... Man. <laughs> how is your blood not boiling, Kat? Yeah. Like, I think it is, but it's like... She's upset, but, like, she's also trying to prove herself at this point, yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm like, why are you trying to prove yeah. yourself to these clowns? Like... And it's like... Uh, no. Every, you could see everyone getting at her head at that point. It's Everyone's like she's, been getting at her she's head. She's thinking about what her friends were talking about before. She's thinking about what these guys, like, right in front of her are saying. Yeah. And, like, it's really... She wants... She kind of wants to prove herself at this point. But, like, uh-huh. she's also really being pressured. Right. Because, like, they have a conversation about, like, oh, only sluts watch porn. And she's yeah. like, doesn't everyone watch porn? And it just... Right. just <laughs> 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 There's just uh, weird conversation about it's so weird yeah and i'm I like i really like it at all i really want cat to be like fuck you guys and walk I out be, i really didn't. want her to but she doesn't and that's yeah. the choice she made mm-hmm. but it's also like it's really sad that everyone got into her head like that yeah i wish like i think i think she thinks she made it like free like uh-huh. freely but like really i don't think that choice was on her own and i, I think, think so either. it was definitely influenced by everyone else it was for sure influenced mm-hmm. by everyone and it just makes me sad because I'm like, I don't, that's just not a good first time. It's just not. And like, I mean, your first time doesn't need to be like super romantic or whatever, but like you should feel comfortable. And like, I don't know if she was the most comfortable in that scenario. I don't feel like, I feel like, yeah, for sure. Your first time should be something you feel, I don't know if you even have to feel good about it afterwards, but like you should at least feel comfortable with the person and not feel mm-hmm. like you're being judged by the person for your very existence. Yeah. Which is literally what they were doing right before. Yeah, literally either, I don't know, Roy or Troy, I don't I don't really know which one said it, but they were like, oh yeah, like fat girls give the best head. And like you see her like shrink in on herself. Yeah, she literally like, physically shrinks. Yeah, and it's like, God, just fuck off. Right. It's just, uh. Oh. I just wanted so much better for her at this point. But like, I want better for her the entire show. Yeah. Like, even when she's treating, like, other people around her badly, I'm like, I just want the best Mm. for you, sweetie. Yeah, I feel for her a lot. Yeah. And, like, well, we don't know, we don't know it yet, but, like, they do, like, her and Wes, this, like, little, like, fucking rat boy from, like, the private school. (laughs) I hate him. I hate him so much. His little facial hair, I'm like... Hate it. I just hate the way he talks. Maybe I'm getting too talks. specific, but like I and don't. And I know like this dude. is all an actor's choice or yeah. like a costume, like a director's mm. choice. But he annoys me so much. Yeah, like no hate to the actor. He might be a great person, but like oh, he's I probably hate this dude. yeah, just fine. Yeah. If he was cast on Euphoria, he's probably a decent human being. At yeah, most. but like, but like fuck like, Wes. <laughs> right. Hate yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, 
Uh, then after that, it goes into uh, Fez and Rue having a conversation. Yes. And Rue's obviously high. And Fez is high too. I don't think off like pills, but like he's smoking weed at this point, so he's chilling. Yeah. He's like he's like pretty chill right now. Yeah. And Fez is like, Rue, what the fuck? You owe me money. <laughs> because, and he's like, oh, she's like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Sorry. And they like have a conversation about her like addiction. Mm-hmm. And Fez is like, I really care for you. And like, I'm worried about you. I don't want you to, um, like, I don't want you to overdose again. Like that shit freaked me out. Mm-hmm. And then she gets into this really like serious topic about how when she was like maybe 11 or something, her dad got diagnosed but like it turned out that like there was a chance for him to beat it like beat the cancer so yeah i think it was like 80 20 Mm -hmm. and like they were celebrating they were eating chinese food but she had like a panic attack like when she was with her family and they gave her liquid valium Valium. and it made her feel really really fucking good Mm -hmm. and she said that like it was a feeling i've been searching for my whole entire life and like she kind of alludes to like she's been searching for that feeling in drugs and like everything and then she talks about how like her two years later her dad died her panic attacks and like everything she was going through was still there and the only thing that was also still there to help her was drugs yeah so it's like she's she's not doing this just because you know like she likes getting high she wants to have fun but she's doing it to like actively like cope with something like this is like a self-coping for her yeah because she doesn't have coping yeah and she talks about like this is like the best feeling she's ever had and then it's like kind of sad and then it's sad and it's deep and like the thing i notice is like when it gets into her, her talking about her addiction it has this like really like slow um like music to it this uh-huh. slow like kind of like melancholy music yeah and then when she kind of like goes back in the jokey mode with fez she's like are you still gonna be my dealer it goes back to like whatever music's huh. playing at the party yeah. And I thought that was really interesting. And then Fez was like, I'm too high for this conversation. I'm too high for this. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that's valid, Fez, you know. Yeah. Fez is setting boundaries. <laughs> right. He's setting boundaries. Yeah. Which he needs to continue to do. Yeah. Um, so Jules walks in. And she's just taking shots, trying to get into, like, the party mode. And then this is when Nate sees Maddie and Tyler. Like, somebody mm-hmm. tells him, and he sees him in the pool. And he's like, wow, you're a fucking whore. Mm-hmm. And then Maddie says, suck my dick. And God, I, lo- I, lo- I love her one-liners. Yeah, love her. Mm-hmm. But, um, so yeah, so he goes back and he freaks out in the kitchen. He's like uh-huh. throwing glasses. This is, yeah. this is, this this is, is a scene. The scene. <laughs> There's always a scene. This is the scene. Yeah. But also, of all the scenes, is it the most important? I don't know. But it's, it's I like think the it's most... I think it's the one that says a, the most. Yeah, it says yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, in this scene, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't even remember the order of events, but he's angry, obviously, because Maddie is mm-hmm. banging some guy in the pool. And, and Jules like, is like, she just got she here. She literally walks in the door. And she was just trying to, like, get, like, like one Hi. shot in. She's like, <laughs> she literally was making her drink. She's like, do-do-do-do. Yeah. And then I'm like... She... Quite literally, just like walked into a mess, right? And it's like, God, she just cannot win. She this cannot night. catch a break. Yeah. Um. So it's like Nate's telling everyone to get the fuck out of the kitchen, and you see Jules like she's kind of stuck, and she's trying to get out, but she kind of gets like stuck in yeah. the corner. And I'm and like, it's like, it's just so only awkward. she could have, like, 
been in between a bunch of people that got to leave. Yeah, whatever. it's like, it, it's like the fucking the, butterfly effect. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, if only one thing had been different, she might not have been in that situation. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it's a television show, yeah. so she's going to be in that situation. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, that's what we're supposed to think, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. But like, yeah, he starts yelling at her, mm-hmm. and it's like, what does he say exactly? He's like... He... First he like sees her and then he says like who the fuck are you? And she's like, uh, I'm Jules, I just moved here. And it's like he says something like who you're friends with and then she's like, I'm friends with and he doesn't even let her finish. She said he says, You're not my fucking friend, you're not anyone else's friend. So like who the fuck who the fuck are you friends with? Like right. why are you here? And he's like all up in her face Unhinged and like hinge. Also, he's like six four. Yeah. Okay? Scary. He's really like the Jago Lordy, like the actor who plays uh-huh. Nate, is just Huge. Which, He's first big. of all, the amount of things I've seen him in since seeing Euphoria, I'm like, yeah. I mean, like, I am a little ashamed to say that I watched the kitchen bo- kissing booth, but like, I had to watch it because I was mm-hmm. like, it's that bad. It's also that bad. I think I need, I need to watch. It. I tried to watch part of it, but then I was like, oh, no, I don't it's. Like it to this. <laughs> I hated every single moment of it. Yeah. But like, because I thought it would be like, men. yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm not going to, I don't know even, him personally, but I mean, he's just really good at playing I mean, maybe people. he just has other toxic men in his life. Let's just yeah. assume that about yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we don't know anything about this man. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then he says something to the extent of like, I know what you are. Yeah. And it's like. I'm like, transphobia already. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's like common knowledge. Like, maybe she has like, I mean, this is like a Gen Z show. So like, uh-huh. maybe she has it in her bio, maybe like something like that. Yeah. But it's like how how would he already know he literally i mean he saw her on the street but like he doesn't know her school hasn't started like i mean maybe because of the app maybe because i don't know i think she has her picture on there for one Mm -hmm. and like do you think he already has it at this point i think think he he... does because Mm. well i don't know I feel like he would. Or did he get the app just to lure her? I don't know. That's that's one of the things I'm still trying to figure out. Like, I, I, don't, to, yeah. I don't know if he had it for himself or if he had it to catfish. See, I assumed that he had it for himself, kind of. Mm-hmm. But that would be really weird. I also don't know if he's comfortable it. enough to have it for himself. But also, if he had it for himself... that One thing about it, like, if he had it for himself, like, Grinder tracks your miles, like, how far you are from somebody. Mm-hmm. So, like... He would have had to block his dad right away. Yeah. Because he would have seen, oh, this person is 34 feet from you. Yeah. And it's like, ooh. You're like, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> this, like, which son is this? Right. Which son? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. No. Um, but, yeah. But, like, I think it's safe to assume he knows because, like, what else would he be talking about? She right. dresses, like, artsy? Like, is that mm-hmm. what he's so mad about? Like, right. Um, I assume he knows. But the, the thing is... I don't think a lot of other people do because she mentions in the next episode she's like people like or maybe she says people here know i'm trans. i'm not sure if she says people know or people can't know i think she says some people don't know okay. and it's like because julia's definitely is not trying to hide herself right. you know she's like she's not like advertising herself but she's open and comfortable with who she is she's just trying at, to live as a woman yeah as she sees herself mm-hmm. and it's like i don't think she's trying to hide it but like it's like plausible that a lot of people in her school it's, wouldn't know I mean, if they she don't moved know her. After she already transitioned, yeah. already changed her name. So it's like, like if they don't know her personally, there's a chance that nobody know, that some people don't mm-hmm. know. But, but it like, is interesting that he knows. Yeah, we can assume he knows, and like we, we don't know, really know how, but like we know, we know, yeah, we know that he knows. <laughs> um, 
so yeah he's like open her face and like we see like jules is about to cry mm -hmm. and like she is like this is this scene is so heartbreaking because she's like literally she's like fucking terrified yeah as she should be because nate's well, like there's scary. no other thing there's nothing else to do yeah she's just like and she's then like he, he backs up a little bit and he's like it's almost like he's taunting the crowd too mm -hmm. and he's like does anyone know who the fuck she is she's about to get fucked up and she makes a split decision grabs a knife and uh -huh. is like back the fuck away from me very badass yeah very yes like defend yourself um so she's like you want to hurt me like don't like don't fucking mess with me and then she like cuts her own wrist yeah and then everyone's like whoa what the fuck i think it was her forearm yeah like her forearm yeah i'm not well i don't know i don't know it's like her that, like arm. i don't know when the wrist ends honestly. yeah it's like somewhere it's somewhere on her arm somewhere on her arm where because and we definitely know that's for sure because someone i think it's bb was like didn't she commit suicide yeah uh, i'm like why do you <laughs> all say bb's BB? like everyone's dead everyone yeah. i know is a ghost that's so great bb's like ghost speaker <laughs> but um but yeah like she like cuts herself and everyone's like what the fuck and nate nate's like visibly freaked out too uh-huh not even really freaked out. he's like shook he's like whoa well she did something kind yeah, of scary so, yeah and like and then she's like i'm fucking invincible and like pats her arm on his arm and like the blood like gets on him and he's like it's actually kind of funny because like it's like this freaking huge six four dude is like freaking out and like yeah. trying to like get her off well it was it was honestly a power move on her it was part. a power was, like, move oh yeah and it's so crazy because like the creator of the show sam levinson said that was based off a true story of really? him doing that at a party oh my god and it's like i didn't whoa. care about that yeah i saw in like some like interview and i was like power move yeah but yeah and then she walks out and she's like i'm jules by the way just moved here so what an introduction what and then, <laughs> an introduction to this yeah. small high school rue is visibly impressed she's like she's impressed whoa. she is intrigued ready to go yeah and um yeah so like i think she walks out after or cat tells cat comes down the stairs mm -hmm. and then bb is like what the fuck you just not see that girl try to kill herself or it's like something like that she's talking uh -huh. about it because she saw it because bb's everywhere but but cat's like i don't care right now i just lost my virginity and then they're <laughs> like <laughs> and then bb's like oh my god my little slut i'm so proud of you it's it's a little it's not healthy but it's kind of funny it's yeah yeah <laughs> because they didn't like they based they didn't pressure her into doing anything but yeah. it was like their they judgments were like what led her to be like okay yeah. well this is what i have to do mm -hmm. but like also but like, like bb's trying to be supportive just like not in a healthy way like yeah. that's not what she should be supportive of yeah. unless like cat's doing it on her own like willingly yeah. and happily but i don't think she is i don't think so either yeah i mean it's obvious that she's not yeah later mm -hmm. Yeah, so, like, after that, Rue walks out, because Jules is about to leave, uh -huh. obviously, because I don't think she wants to stay there anymore. And Rue is like, yo, are you okay? And she, like, runs out after her. And then Jules is like, yeah, I'm fine. I just knew that I was going to end violently. So she, like, took matters into her own hand. And then Rue is like, where are you going after this? And she's like, home? And she's like, can I come with you? And I was like, bitch. Girl, this is, that's not even smooth. Yeah. That's, like, the opposite of smooth, even though it was, like, a smooth way of getting it's in. So I'm not. I don't like know how easy it is to like talk to people in this town, but like, I don't. I wouldn't fucking do that. I feel like that'd right. be really awkward. But you know what? Rue doesn't give a fuck. Right. She doesn't. Good for her. Well, also, like, <laughs> it almost seems like she's a little uncomfortable with the situation. But mm -hmm. Rue's like, I want to come to your house. Yeah. I mean, Jules is like. 
I don't. I think she's more uncomfortable later on. But like in oh, this yeah, scene, she's like, she's like kind of chill, which she's is like, like okay. dude, you just went through so many traumatic experiences right like, now, like back to back to back. Yeah, and I'm like, you really gonna trust this random stranger? I mean, Rayo's harmless. She's sweet. She's not gonna do anything to hurt Jules like ever. Well, I mean, like not purposely. Not purposely. She's gonna hurt Jules a lot. She's gonna hurt. Like... Yeah. <laughs> She's not gonna do anything to like purposely hurtful in the same way that Nate and Cal would. Mm -hmm. But it's like you still you don't know this girl. This is a new town. But she says yes, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, which also like, I can't imagine doing that like with her parent. Like I'm like, Jules is Jules. What the dad. <laughs> I'm like, you go to the party and come home with a girl, like... Every day I want to clown Jules' dad. I'm like, right. bro, get your come shit up. together. Come right. on. Read right. the signs. Um, so, yeah, there's this cute, like, bike riding scene where they're mm -hmm. going home. And it's, like, playing, like, the song before. Uh-huh. Uh, like, yeah. New Girl by Labyrinth, which yes. I thought was fitting. Because it's, like, it's not, it's not even, like, it's just Jules' song. Yeah, point. it's really just Jules' song. Yeah. Because it's um, her. Yeah. So, like, and, like, they sneak in the house... Um, up to like Jules' bedroom, and I think it's kind of funny when like they get up there mm -hmm. because it's like Rue's kind of like sit sitting there like really really awkwardly, and I'm like, yeah. girl, you invited yourself. What do you like? How Bro, are you gonna, be how you gonna right invite yeah. yourself and then not know what to do? Yeah, it's like she wants to be there, but she's like trying to stay out the way too, and it's just like, oh my god, Jules or not Jules, Rue's just being like really awkward and funny right yeah. now. And, like, Jules is, like, chill. She's, like, like undressing, trying to get comfortable for bed and stuff. And, like, Rue's trying to, like, patch her up, like, her cut. And mm -hmm. like, like, putting a bandage and all that. And then we also cut to the scene where um, they're both, like, laying in bed. Mm -hmm. And then it cuts to the scene where McKay and Cassie are cuddling. Uh -huh. And then it goes to a scene where Maddie is sleeping in a bed. And then, like, Kat's on the floor in a sleepover. Uh -huh. But she's, like, on social media. And it's, like, it's funny how they're showing, like, how everyone ended this night. Uh-huh. And then it finally goes to Nate mm -hmm. driving home like super early in the morning, obviously drunk, which is not don't drunk drive. Problematic. Don't drunk drive. Problematic. Yeah. He drops his keys off, and then Rue's like, "Remember when I said it got weird?" And it shows the picture. The picture that oh, was on his phone. God. Oh my god. Yes. It's it's a very what the fuck moment. Very. What the when fuck I first moment. watched it, I was literally like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> right. But like I knew it was gonna happen. I just wasn't sure how. Yeah. I didn't expect it at all when I first watched it. See, I thought we were going to see that picture again when mm -hmm. we saw it. Yeah. I was like, he's got to come back. Otherwise, mm -hmm. they wouldn't have made this big of a deal. Yeah. You it know, like what I first thought, though, first time. I thought he was going to be, like, a teacher. Mm. And he was going to, like, be a teacher at her school. But he wasn't. That would have been a lot more interesting. I mean, <laughs> it's like, interesting like, enough, but... It's interesting enough, but, like, all, all of a sudden they have to go to biology with the... Yeah, some freaking bug. Pretty Little Liar shit. Um, that <laughs> show... <laughs> That show is awful. Yeah. But like I've only watched like parts of it, but like, like I know that. They normal they made that seem like the most normal thing ever. I'm like, yeah, no. It's not normal. It's a lot of weird shit. She and like it would have been different like it wouldn't have been different, but they weren't even seniors in high school when it happened. She was a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Not even the show we're talking about. Yeah. We can, <laughs> we can make fun of Pretty Little Liars a different time. Yeah. But like <laughs> And it's basically yeah, it's basically like a what the fuck moment. And then we finally get to the how Jules and Rue end, ended their night. And it's them in bed just talking to each not talking to each other, but kind of looking at each other. And Rue's like, I have an idea. And Jules is like, what is it? And I was like, want to get high? And then like, end of episode. And it's, what a way to yeah. end it. What a way to end it. Mm. And, I mean, yeah, like, it's, 
we can get into like next episode like why she said want to get high immediately with this person yeah. she just met but i don't know i thought that was an interesting way to end yeah, it yeah it really was yeah okay I guess we're finally, we're done with the episode. We're done with the episode. We talked for a long time, but yeah, it's okay. Yeah, a really long time. I it's didn't our, realize it was going to be this long. <laughs> it's our first time doing this, yeah. so. Okay. Okay, so, like, what was your favorite scene? Okay, I've been thinking about this, and I know, like, we already talked about it, like, a lot, but my favorite scene was, is the scene when we meet Jules. Mm -hmm. Just because I, the combination of the cinematography and the music is my favorite scene because of, like, the way like the lighting it's very beautiful and then like the way that we see jewels and then it really um idealizes the fact that she is like this it's not even celestial it's just like other mm. otherworldly being in she's life. not like everyone else she's town. not like everyone else and i really appreciate like the song and so i like that song gorgeous mm. love it I think you need to look at the Euphoria soundtrack and yeah. stream every Labyrinth song mm -hmm. ASAP. It, but yeah, exactly. I think that's my favorite scene. Um, my other favorite scene, if there was another one, would probably be like all of the the, the like little scenes that are like, oh, that's not how we usually see TV. Mm -hmm. Like especially like the drug scene where they're like both high. Yeah. What about you? Um. Ooh, I think. I have like a lot of favorite scenes because I think I actually really like the pilot a lot mm -hmm. even though like most people don't like like the pilot that much but I really do um I think like my favorite scene is probably where Rue is on like the toilet and she's getting drug tested okay. and like I just I really like the narration okay. during that scene because like I think it says so much about Rue's yeah. character and the like foreshadows yeah could. yeah yeah and like it foreshadows so much about her and I just uh, that was the first that's when I really started feeling for Rue because like I feel for her a lot and right I think that's probably one of my favorite scenes and also uh, I didn't we didn't talk about it that much but the reason why Rue doesn't uh, bike and drink at the same uh -huh. time we didn't yeah. talk about that at all <laughs> that's like that's another we one of my favorite we over that yeah, it's just a compilation of Rue falling into all of these bushes. Right. And I, like, laughed out loud when I first saw that. That's, like, another one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. But, yeah. I just, like, I really liked... So, like, the whole entire show, like, each character, except for maybe the last one, like, has an episode. And, like, this is, like, Rue's episode. Uh-huh. So, like, I just, I really loved, like, how they introduced her as a mm -hmm. main character and all that. So, like, that's those are probably my favorite scenes. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah. Okay, so that was our first episode, and yeah, I'm not sure when we'll be out with the next one, but I hope you guys like that. Yeah, thank you so much for watching, listening, yeah. putting your ears <laughs> somewhere to listen to us, and just remember, no one asked. Yeah, nobody asked for our Nobody opinion. asked for these opinions, <laughs> but we gave them, Yeah, and you're welcome. Bye! Bye!